Blog Talk Radio. Good evening. You've reached Peggy Amanisi's show, Signs Our Loved Ones Send Us. And uh, before I bring our special guest on, Steve and his wife, Candy, to tell their story, they've lost four grandchildren in a fire. And uh, Steve is now a songwriter, and uh, I heard his music, and it's, it's phenomenal. And it really touched my heart, and it played for some other people, and it's touched their hearts too, some other radio station um, personalities I know. And um, So anyhow, before I bring Steve on, I'm going to bring my co-host, Melissa, and then we'll bring Steve and Candy on. Okay, hold on one second, please. Hi, Melissa. Hey, Peggy. How are you? Good. How you doing? I'm doing What's good. What's going on? Not much. It's beautiful outside. Very excited. Yes, it is. I just got home a little while ago. I didn't think I was going to make my own show. But. Oh, no. <laughs> yeah, I would have great, called huh? and pretended to be you. It's okay. <laughs> Good luck. You don't know my code. <laughs> exactly. I would have to decode that Da Vinci code. Yeah, right, right, right. Diva code, diva code. No. Diva code it. <laughs> okay. Did you uh, see that movie the other night by any chance? Did you go? It was really good. I loved it. Really? So, um, yeah, it was very gonna... inspiring. Okay, cool. And everybody's doing okay. We had some prayers out for uh, one of your students. He's doing okay now? He's doing great. Full recovery. Okay, and our other friend, uh, how's she doing? Our other friend is out of the hospital. 
Thank God. Oh, she is. <laughs> yeah, wow. Wow. And too. everything looks She's the strongest person I know. I love her. Oh, uh, uh, cool, cool. I know about strength. <laughs> yeah. Well, anyhow, honey, I'm glad everybody's doing well. But I'm going to bring uh, Steve on now. We're going to talk a little bit and play some of his music, uh, very inspiring great. music. I've Many people that have heard it so far since I've heard it, uh, other radio show hosts and, and other grieving parents are like in awe. It's, it's amazing. So anyhow, I'm going to bring Steve and his wife Candy on now, whoever wants to talk first. And uh, hold on one second. Okay. Hello, Steve, Candy, or who am I talking to? Hi, Peggy. It's Steve Gatto. Hi, Steve. How are you? I'm doing pretty good. Thank you so much for having me. Oh, I, I'm privileged to have you. It's, uh, you know, we had met, I think, through a grieving group, Steve, if I recall. Yep. And, yep. you know, and I, and I noticed you, you respond to a lot of my things and, and what have you, not knowing all this time that you are an up-and-coming star, whether you believe it or not. Mm-hmm. And uh, your, your music has really touched a lot of people. Uh, you're going places, pal. <laughs> you are going oh. places. <laughs> I'm so really, I, I love it, Steve. The, the music is fun. I, I, I'm musical myself. I play instruments and sing and what have you. And um, so I'm really, I, I dig the music, you know. But you really, you got my soul with that one. And I listened to some of your other tunes. And I just want to tell you, thank you. Your music is beautiful. So anyhow, Steve, um, you know, I'm going to let you share whatever you want to share of your story, okay? And uh, I want to introduce you to my co-host and niece, Melissa. Melissa, this is Steve. Hi, nice to meet you. Hi, how are you? I'm doing good. How are you? I'm doing pretty good, too. I'm a little nervous, but, you know. Oh, it's okay. There's nothing to fear. (laughs) Now, there's no fear here, Steve, which just like I told you, it's like sitting in your living room, which basically we're all doing, you know. And, uh, we're all, Very true. Amongst, right. I'm not even you know, close. Yes, I must have read my mind. <laughs> I was just going there. I was going to say, we're all naked. Oh, my God, what a sight. So, <laughs> anyhow, Steve, um, if you want to share your story, if in, and your wife's name is Candy, right? Yep. My wife's name is Candy. Okay. She's going to come up. In a little bit. I'm actually I'm upstairs in our in our house. She's downstairs with our two uh, remaining grandchildren. We have custody of them now, and uh, you know mm-hmm. they're little guys. They're four and five. So oh, they're a handful. So we're learning to be uh, you know patient parents again. I can help and, you with that. Yeah. I teach pre-K. <laughs> yeah, she she teaches oh, yeah. pre-K I'll and assist you. being an editor and doing all the work she does with me. So she knows about that. I do. <laughs> Yeah, well, it's so crazy. I'm pretty good, you know. They're they're great kids. We've, you know, we've always been really close to our our grandchildren. It's always actually been more like a a parent child relationship. That's why this when we lost four of them at one time, it, it hit us harder probably than uh, a lot of grandparents might have felt because we were always physically living with, with the kids for most of their life. So, mm-hmm. uh, you know, we, we kind of thought like of them as parent. I mean, he, you, know, uh, you know, people adopt children, and, and, and they're just as close to, as their natural born because they're, as far as I'm concerned, they're sent here to be with you, you know, whether they're adopted right. or 
grandparents or what have you. That that's my own belief. And uh, you know, everything like I say before, there's no coincidence, and everything is for a reason. And some of this I don't get it because you know I've lost two children, and uh, you know I I don't understand it all. I try to make I I don't know if I should say the best of things. I. I, I, I think yeah. we're all here for lessons and for whatever, you know. I'm not God, so I don't know, you know. But we just got to keep on going, which I do with my writings, my books, my poetry, my counseling other grieving parents, reading other people. And now you're doing with your music, and I'm I'm really, really, I'm amazed, Steve. I had no idea that you did this, and it's it's out of this world. So do you want to share some of the story? And like I said, you don't have to sure. go in details if you don't want. You know, I usually write a script, but, you know, tonight it's going to be your show for as long as you want to be on. And um, and uh, just share whatever you want to share about it. You know, pour your heart out or just do a summary, well, our, whatever you, know, you want to Our basic story is kind of, uh, I don't know, it, it reads like a soap opera, really. Uh, my wife, Candy, and I were originally together 29 years ago. And, uh uh-huh. And when I when I met her, she already had a little girl and a little boy, and right. um, we we dated and uh, we ended up having a child. Uh, fast forward 13 years because we broke up and I didn't have any contact with them for 13 years, and mm-hmm. all of a sudden they were back in my life. And um, right. this time, this time we were definitely making a go of it, and we were going to stay together forever. So we mm-hmm. got married and. Uh, and by now, uh, her child, her her daughter Bobby, was grown, and uh, and she had two kids. And, right. Uh, and they ended up moving in with us. She was like seventeen at the time, and had two two. Were you living uh, now? You're from Poughkeepsie, New York. Um, were you yeah. living in Poughkeepsie then, in the area, or you were from like Long Island or something? I'm originally from Long Island at, at that time. Mm-hmm. I had a house in uh, Newburgh, so we were living there. It was a okay. you know, fairly big house, so you know there was lots of room. Mm-hmm. And uh, over the years, uh, Bobby ended up having more children. She ended up having six altogether. She loved mm-hmm. being a mother. You know, she just—I <laughs> mean, it was a source of stress to us because she kept having babies, but she just loved them. You know, she just always right. wanted a big family. And it really scared right. us because she said she said she wanted thirteen kids, you know, and we were like, please, you know. <laughs> oh my gosh! <laughs> yeah. oh, wow. Right, we were we were picturing you know thirteen children, really, you know. But uh, so we're we were now up to six, and um, mm-hmm. over the years during during this time, we mostly all lived together, but we also um, didn't at times. You know, sometimes Bobby would strike out on her own, but we always would end up close to her. And right. uh, a few years later, she ended up moving to Elmira, which is way up north. And, oh, I know uh, that. I have family up in Elmira. Do you? Yeah, it's a yeah. little town. <laughs> and, uh, <laughs> Definitely. <laughs> Maybe I, RFD. <laughs> right. I, I didn't really... Yeah. I didn't really want to move to Elmira, you know, but my wife was like, we can't leave the, them all up there by themselves. And... So the next thing I knew, we moved to Elmira to be mm-hmm. by them. And, right. Uh, and by now, the oldest, Gage, he was a teenager, and he was a handful. 
And, right. Uh, Aren't so they he ended up moving. Yeah. He, yeah, he ended up moving in with us. And uh, right. I loved it. You know, we were always so super close to all the kids, but you know, now it was like I got to. Uh, you know, have a have a son because I missed out on a lot of my own son's upbringing because right. um, my wife and I had been apart during that time. Mm-hmm. But uh, you know, I, I loved it, and but we were all close geographically anyway. And uh, right after a while, Bobby got tired of being in Elmira, and she decided out of the blue to move to Rochester. Okay. And now this time. This time I was angry, honestly. I was like, really, right. Rochester? I'm not moving to mm-hmm. Rochester. And I what, was in Rochester? Be... what was in what Rochester? What was in Rochester? Did she just think there was somebody there, or was like, what the hell, I'm going there? Well, the guy that she was going out with uh, was originally from Rochester, but he didn't want to actually go back to Rochester either. But. Mm-hmm. Had it in her mind. I don't know where she got these ideas, but she was going to Rochester, and uh-huh. uh, and I, you know, this is something I actually feel guilty about to this day because when she got to Rochester, she wanted us, of course, to come up there and right. and move. We visited a few times, and I really didn't like it. And uh-huh. I mean, you know, Rochester is really far. I don't know anybody in that area. I don't. Mm-hmm. I'd have to, you know, make business in, there, and um, so I was angry. I didn't, I didn't want to move to Rochester, so I kind of cut her off a little bit, and uh, yeah, you know, not completely, but I, I just made excuses for not uh, going up there to visit, and um, you know, I. I, I just feel terrible about it now because of the way it ended up. Uh, well, so they you know were only what, you there did, four months. I, I wouldn't and, guilty because I, I've had times too. You know, my my daughter who passed at 28, and she had two children when she was 21 and 24, and died at 28. And uh, we, we, you know, we just because you have even sick children doesn't mean you always get along. I mean, she was very stubborn at times and what have you. And I understand the parents' guilt. We we always take upon this guilt or the grandparent guilt. I have some of that yeah. too, and um, but um, that's just being human, I guess. But you know, I think things happen for a reason. I, like I said before, I don't know the reasons why these things happen. You know, there just seems to be no rhyme or reason. So uh, you know, I, I hope and pray that you can go on without this guilt. You know, you're doing so many positive things, and that's just a little special prayer I have for you. Okay. Yeah, thank you. I, I've gotten better with it, but uh, the guilt is has been a big part of the whole grief uh, process for well, that's all. Both, yes. for both of us, you know, it really has. And uh, so four months into them being in, at, in Rochester, uh, their house caught fire, and um, there was all, well, we actually had one of the younger ones with us at the time. Mm-hmm. Just luckily. And the very youngest yep. one, downstairs with Bobby but all the older mm-hmm. ones were upstairs and the fire mm-hmm. quickly got out of control and uh, and they just you know they didn't make it and um, mm, I'm so, so sorry Steve 
You know, uh, losing one child's bad enough. Losing two is horrible, like I know. Losing four, it's like I can't. You know, people say to me, I can't ima- I can't even imagine four. You know, I have four total. I do have two living children and that are healthy, thank goodness, and you know have their own issues. But uh, you know, I just I can't even imagine, Steve. Uh, and, and that's from a mother, a grieving mother or two. I can't even imagine, especially in one night and. The initial shock and 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 you know it's just oh my god grief is grief oh, yeah. I mean, but there are different forms of it even in a parent or grandparents grief you know and uh, I just that's all I can say I'm so so sorry Steve I really am thank you so much and uh, you know it was a shock that was the absolute worst worst part of it mm-hmm. um, frankly in the back of our our minds, we were always kind of expecting something to happen to Bobby because she led a very impulsive life. Mm-hmm. And, uh, but for some stupid no, reason, nothing like children would would be fine, you know. And uh, probably yeah. mostly because they were usually with us. And um, mm-hmm. right, right. And we just had terrible guilt that we weren't there. We had terrible guilt that Gage had left. You know, he mm-hmm. had been staying with us. We felt terrible guilt that he left to go up to Rochester to to be with his family. And he was one of the ones that perished in the fire. Yeah, yeah. And uh, we found out because there were other kids survivors because they were having a sleepover that night. Mm-hmm. And uh, we actually found out later that that Gage was the hero of of the night because um, he woke everyone else up when when the uh, smoke was coming upstairs and he led he led the other kids to the to the uh, window to get out mm-hmm. and uh so he was a hero he was the hero yeah yeah wow and he, wow uh, i mean that that's that's what the other kids said that that he got them out and when mm-hmm. we what we think happened was that they were se- he was separated from the others because there were like four rooms upstairs, and mm-hmm. he wouldn't leave because he he was by the window. They said the other kid said right. and he could have have gotten out, but his younger brother was deaf because of meningitis. He really had a hard life, and oh my gosh, yeah. So he knew that. That his younger brother Junior um, couldn't couldn't hear, so mm-hmm. he probably went after him. And then uh, little Candy was the third oldest or third youngest, and um, she was uh, cradling the the youngest. And uh, so she was trying oh, to protect him. Gage was trying to protect Junior, and. Uh, mm-hmm. Hopefully it was smoke inhalation. I mean that's yeah, not the best that we can hope for, really. With, well, you um, usually, you know, Melissa and I, besides being aunt and, aunt and uh, niece, we are also intuitive, and um, that came about over the years. I mean, it's been there since I was a child. Melissa's had it her whole life, but we really, we didn't know until recently the degree that we could do these things, you know. I don't know what mm-hmm. you believe, what you don't. You know, I know it's real, 
because my children kept coming to me and coming to me and coming to me after they passed. It was crazy. And one of the reasons I wrote my book, and, and I was like, you know, I, I knew other people would think I was nuts, but I didn't care. I said, this is real. I, I had somebody a couple of weeks ago, I attended a funeral to a friend of mine's uh, daughter who had passed uh, on Memorial Day, and somebody came up to me and said to me, oh, I heard your book is really good, but uh, something about editorial rights. I said, what are you talking about? I said, my book is totally nonfiction. I said, you, haven't, number one, haven't read it. I said, number two, everything in that's the truth, the signs, that how they've come to me and whatever. There is not one Iona in that book that I have made up. Everything in that is totally nonfiction. It's real, and I have other books coming out telling the same thing. So, But the point I'm trying to make, Steve, is that uh, usually when they pass so quickly like that and what have you, you know, they, they go right over, you know, so – you know, a lot of people think they suffer, that da 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 you know. Um, um, I believe that they do pass right over, and, and, and they're fine, you know. So I hope you can take that with you and, and hopefully comfort you in some way, you uh, know. And, um, you know, I'm, and like I said, my heart really, I just want to cry for you. I, you know, I just do. I just, I, I cry from the human aspect of it. You know, I know they're, they're all safe and sound on the other side, but... Uh, I do. I yeah. still cry. You know, I still have my moments. You know, I get angry and whatever because I am a human being just like you. And and uh, we're gonna have the guilts and whatever and and whatever. No matter how they pass, whether it be like my children to cystic fibrosis or fire, or I lost a nephew a year ago right after I was a victim of Hurricane Sandy to to a heroin overdose. You know, so it doesn't matter how always. You know, I mean, it's, you know, it's just. Um, they're gone. They're gone from here. So we're all feeling that grief, you know, and, and it's one of my biggest things doing the show and writing and talking to other people is to let you know you're not alone with these feelings that there's stages of grief and, and you know what, you're entitled to them and the hell with what people say is like, get over it. And like, you know what, <laughs> you get over it. You know, you can go on with your lives. You have no idea what it's like for us. You know, I've had uh, even family members say, like, when are you going to come out of this? When are you going to snap out of it? When are you going to stop this? What, you know, or 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 I love my my famous one that I love is, um, when are you going to, uh, you have other children. Yeah, I know, but which one of yours would you trade in? They're all different. They're all different right. people. I have memories of each and every one of them. They were individuals. And and I, I've done shows, one, I think my third show in on, on what, not to say to grieving parents or grandparents. And people come out with the stupid-ass things, stupidest yeah. things that I've ever heard in my life. They just they, they talk they talk through their ass, basically. And, you know, I've told you before, my show is uncensored, so I say whatever the hell I want, <laughs> you know. And cause it's, it's, it, it, sometimes you have to hit people between the eyes with things, you know, to let them know, like, what it really feels like, you know. Now, I know you're tired of listening to us and whatever. Oh, well, you know what? We're tired of living it, too, but we have to. We have to go on and... Hopefully one day, you know, uh, hopefully not one day you don't face something like this because then you, that's the yeah. only time that they know what you're feeling, Steve, and you and Candy as the grandparents being like the parents and, and, and me being a parent. So that's what this is all about, the show, the music, and what have you. And and um, I really feel intervention with what I've written, with what your songs are about, that these kids are still working with us, you know? Um, tell us yeah. tell us a little bit about the um the music steve well i mean what did you did did you always write music or is well, that what you did I for have, a living or tell us a little bit about no, you 
Okay, I, you know, in real life, I'm a flooring contractor, so. Um, okay. But I think everyone pretty much has an, an artistic side to them, whether it be songwriting or, or painting or or what have you. I think everyone has a little bit of something in them that's on the artsy side. And I've mm-hmm. always uh, either written songs or or wrote stories. And um, But, you know, I did it years ago, and I... I sent it out. I sent my early demos out to a few publishers, but I also, mm-hmm. you know, I was never one of those starry-eyed kids who who thought I was going to conquer the world. I kind of knew that uh, it was a hard business and that people say no before they say yes, and and that was how it was. You know, I got I got a lot of rejections, and I expected it. I would. I wasn't depressed by it, but I figured, okay, well that's not for me, and I just put it aside. And yeah, you had to make a living. My, my father was a musician, too, and he's got music in the Library of Congress, which I found out after his death. And wow. he did that on a... But he, 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 too, he was raising six kids, so you had to work and make a living. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. So yeah. people do understand that, you know? So they think everybody's yeah. just like, wow, everybody's a rock star that's a rock star. But <laughs> it's a lot of struggle in between, you know? A lot of struggle and, right. and, and aggravation and pain. You have to pay your bills and, and take care exactly. of your family and you have to do all this. But um, after after this happened, you know, um, people think, uh, like if people try to imagine that kind of guilt, they, they always say, oh, if this happened to me, I would go crazy or I would kill myself. You know? Mm-hmm. It's kind of disappointing. Not that, that we haven't thought about crazy. all that. <laughs> we have yeah. at times. <laughs> you you wish you could go crazy, but you don't. You know, you you still know who yep. you are and what you're doing. Um, there's yep. different. You definitely change, um, and you definitely oh, suffer. Gosh, yeah. you know, my my yep. wife actually has uh, post traumatic stress syndrome because of of the shock of of that uh, moment when she's. Um, Never no, she's entitled. She's entitled to get over that, and uh, you know she's been hospitalized twice. But, right. Uh, you know, I I went like a maniac on Facebook after my. <laughs> I was a maniac for five weeks. People like, I really was on the verge. I mean, I I thought about it. I'm not gonna lie, because I, I, I yeah. can tell you actually the guy I was with had a flooring business too for many years and. And I can remember right before my son died, I, I kept looking at him. We'd sit on the deck, and I knew it was coming. I, I mean, he needed double lung liver transplant. And I said, I can't do this again. I just can't do it again. I've been going through cystic fibrosis. I was 19. My son passed when I was 57. So I've been going, I had been going through it almost 40 years between two of my kids, the oldest and youngest. And I just kept saying, I said, I, can't, I just can't do this again. I have to go with them. And then... When it actually happens, the reality sets in. You know, I vented, I swore, I like people like oh, people were dropping me on Facebook and people were shunning me and I'm like, I don't give a damn. You know, you have no idea what I'm I'm feeling, you know? And I and we do think about these things, but you know what? Uh, then like you you're writing your music, I'm doing what I'm doing and you find a new way of living, a new way of venting and it's not just about that, it's a, a way of helping others, you know? And and they just and they still think we're crazy, Steve. Whether you write music or I write books or I do the show, they think we're nuts. They think uh, grief is a mental illness, which it's not. People, you know, it's not. It's a very real 
part of life. We all grieve at some point, and some worse than others, especially with children and grandchildren. But uh, but anyhow, so I, I, I can understand why Candy goes through what she goes through, you know. And uh, especially, you know, I, I know around the... It, it is. I mean, it's like I wrote a poem I've talked about before around Christmas about empty chairs, and I got like thousands of responses, and it's true. We sit there and look at those empty chairs and the memories of, you know, almost 29 years of having my daughter and almost 23 of having my son, and and all of a sudden we're supposed to celebrate these stupid holidays, and it's hard. It's hard, and and, and no matter what we do, music or books or shows, or we still feel that human aspect of it. You know, it's it's really hard. It's really hard. So that's what, you know, hopefully we can portray this to people that don't really get um, this kind of grief, you know. And that's what my goals are at this point. And I, it sounds like yours may be the same, you know. And um, this, 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 the songs that you just recently put out, actually, I'm going to pause in a minute with your permission. Uh, I played it on one other show. But can I play a couple of your songs? Is that okay? Absolutely. Oh, All right. Well, we're going to play. Actually, I'm going to play one now. And um, let me get to this because I'm not real good with my board here, Steve. <laughs> Mr. <Mixed> Professional. <laughs> you know, not a rocket scientist. But you have two songs here that really got to me was uh, Mama, Please Don't Cry. And that I cried and cried and cried. And, you know, we all go through these episodes like you're fine for like months. And then I heard this song and then then realizing that you wrote it, which, like I said, we've known each other for what, months now? I had no idea that you did this. I was like, holy crap, you know, this is unbelievable. And I think that song, it just gave me chills. Because that song would be what we would want our kids to say to us. And I believe that they do, do. And I believe that was your grandchildren telling you, um, look at Grandpa, you know, we're, we're okay. And so if it's okay with you, I'm going to play Mama, Please Don't Cry. Is that okay? Absolutely. Thank you. Okay. Hold on one second while I put it on. Okay. Hold on. This is Steve Gato who's on the on the line right now. And this is Mama, Please Don't Cry.
That was Mama, Please Don't Cry by my guest tonight, Steve Gato. And um, Steve, um, who's the lady that's singing the song again? What is her name? Kim Everett. She's a uh, professional demo singer from Nashville. And uh, mm-hmm. I've gotten a lot well, of pick- feedback on, on her that, you know, she's really good. Well, this is, um, I'm about ready to blow my eyes out again. <laughs> it's just really, it, like I said, it's the words that we want to hear, you know. Um, my kids, even the sick ones, could be tough at times, and times that they, you know, treated you like crap, too, you know. Just because your kid's sick doesn't mean they're different than other kids, you know. And and I, I just felt like my son singing to me, especially, that song, because it really, it's just, wow. All I can say is, wow, Steve, you know, kudos to you, man. You're you're going places with this stuff. I mean, it's it's amazing. You're going to touch so many people. When you started writing this music, Steve, did, was that your intention or just a venting purpose for you? Or yeah, um, basically, it was. What's behind much, the music? It was venting at, at first. It, you know, it was self therapy. Then it became kind of uh, therapy for my wife. Like she actually came up with the idea for that song without knowing mm-hmm. it. She, you know, she said uh, that she feels like the kids talk to her all the time. And Oh, uh, yes, they do. <laughs> and that's not part of post-traumatic stress. They do. Right, and it, they do. it placed a, a seed in my mind. You know, it's kind of, that's how most of my songs start. Um, mm-hmm. What I do is I write what I'm trying to say. I just write it down like, and then I try to exactly. say it again, but more poetically, you know, but... Mm-hmm. Basically, they're pretty much a true true life thing. So it's uh, it's it started off as self therapy. Then for my then it was for my wife, and then mm-hmm. I, I was surprised at um, the amount of people that have lost children, grandchildren. You know, I I used to think I don't know why, but I, I think when you're living a normal life, you just don't think that kids died. I, I thought it was such a rare thing that you know hardly anyone yep. would really relate to it and i've said yeah i i a lot your, that one I, i'm amazed with all the sites that are out there now and uh yeah, 12 years I, ago my daughter died there was none of this facebook and social media and so i had to kind of wing it but the only thing that kept me going was the fact that she had a four and seven year old and I had a, another child, he was just, what, 12 or 13 when she died, who had this illness, so that kept me going. And then, mm-hmm. thank God, I, I really think Facebook saved my life, to be honest with you. Yeah. It gave me, you know, a lot of people didn't want to see what I wrote. Other people love what I write. Other people like, oh, God, I can't take it anymore, you know. But it's, it, it saved my sanity. It really did. It saved my sanity. And, um, you know, so... Uh, I agree with you. I, I totally agree that uh, people don't realize the amount of people that have lost children and grandchildren. It's just like uh, I'm even overwhelmed because we all do feel yeah. so damn alone with it, you know. And yeah, um, sure. you know, like one person actually did write that to me. I've gotten mostly uh, positive uh, reviews, but you know, the occasional snarky comment, you know. That, Oh, yeah, I know about those. <laughs> My brother, I mean, Melissa's father, who's a minister, he goes, you know what, you're doing something right because when you start getting critics, that means you're doing something right. Because, you yeah. know what, if you weren't, nobody would would, would, would be a critic, you know. So, right, you're starting you know, a conversation with people. We just kind of pull those people. That what, Melissa? Yeah. I'm sorry? I said you're starting a conversation with people, so they're ma- you're making them talk. 
through what you're saying. Yeah, you're making people you're think, and that's the most interest, thing. You know? Yeah. Wow. Exactly. Exactly. This guy said to me, the only people that are going to like this are are people that have lost a, a kid. You know, like. It seems like there's a lot of a lot of them. I didn't know. You know, but th- this song is going to touch other people too, Steve. You know why? Because I, I was thinking it's kind of funny. I think stupid things sometimes. <laughs> That's me being a blog. Um, uh, Roger, what was it? Miller uh, trailers for sale, right? Not everybody lives in a trailer, but look at how that hit the chart. You know what I'm saying? So I think you know. I'm just using that as an example. You know, people do say things and they do songs and whatever, and uh, you know. Um, um, they don't think it's going to reach beyond that group of people, but I think these songs, Steve, I think you're really going places with them, and you're going to heal a lot of people, not just people that have lost kids and grandkids. I think you're going to heal a lot of people into kind of, and because there are going to be a lot of reality checks out there. You know, people are going to start to listen and mostly listen through people writing and, and the music and talking. So, so I, I really, I believe in my heart. You know, besides my intuition, but just as a human being. These songs are like powerful. They're, they're, I'm amazed, Steve. I really, I, I don't know what else to tell you. I really am amazed. So, give yourself more credit. You know, I mean, what is happening with the music now? Have you been approached by? Uh, I, I saw something with uh, this girl uh, that sang the song. She's from Tennessee, or the agents from Tennessee, or what's the story behind that? Well, uh, the funny thing with me being a songwriter is I'm. <laughs> I'm a songwriter who can't play an instrument, uh, read music, or or really sing. So mm-hmm. I have to uh, I have to pay to to have my my music interpreted by mm-hmm. uh, professionals, and I have to give it to them as best I can. I sing it a cappella over the phone, like the song mm-hmm. goes like this. And they have to take that and make a real recording out of it. And, exactly. Um, and when I when I started this time around, you know, I I hadn't I hadn't done a song in probably 15 years, so mm-hmm. I was looking for a producer. And this time, I just Googled it. You know, I I Googled music producers, and I saw one, uh, Mark Mark Riddick in uh, Nashville, and I thought, Oh, Nashville, that sounds a good thing. <laughs> right. <laughs> Start at the top there, kid. <laughs> I mean, you know, that's the great thing about it, not mattering if it works or not, because it's not like I was dependent on this for a job or anything. So I was like, yeah, I'll try that, you know. Well, it's cool. And, Do they um, have a, they're called the law of attraction. Whatever you put out to the universe, you get back. So why not start at the top, you know? <laughs> why not? I I started out with self-publishing my book with Balboa Press, which is the Hay House Division, and Hay House is like my the John you know the genre of the type of book I'm doing, and now mm-hmm. I'm being guest on a, sh- a Hay House uh, sponsored show. I'm asked to be a guest on someone else's radio show that is Hay House sponsored. So go for the gusto, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> I started out of nobody, and I'm not saying that I'm on anybody now, but. Uh, we're going places, you know, and it, and it's not about the ego or, or, or money even at this point. I mean, yeah, we all need money, you know, but I have other income, thank God. You have other income. So it's about uh, the people you're touching. You know, music touches the soul. Uh, writing touches the soul. So, and I don't think a lot of people get that with us, what we're doing. It's not, you know, about the money. Sure, we get the money too, great, you know. 
But uh, it's not about that, you know. Do you feel the same way, or how do you? What are your feelings on that? You know, I I do feel the same way. Uh, I would love to actually make some money on it, but I was actually hell yeah. I mean, we all do, you know. <laughs> I was actually hurt by by one person's comment though, and it's funny because it it turned out. Um, that this was a person who actually suffered from autism, but I didn't know it at the really? time. I thought he was being insensitive. And, uh, mm-hmm. you know, he said to me that I'm just trying to profit off my grandchildren's dying. You oh, know, and, I've, I've heard that before. I know the feeling. It's like, oh, my and God. I really, I you know, I think it really yeah. made me angry because I felt a tinge of guilt. Like, am I, is that what I'm doing? You know, I'm not. No. That's not what I'm trying to do. But I definitely you know feel what? like I'm using if that you know as a reason for people to listen to my music. Yeah. People said that to me, too. It's like, oh, how much are you making? If they only knew what I made, it's pathetic. On my, you know, It's been a best-selling book. But I'm making like a dollar a copy. And even though you're a best-seller, it doesn't mean you sell millions. I, yeah, if I, I sold at a dollar a copy, millions of books, I'd be a millionaire. I'm not selling millions. You know, it's been hundreds. So I've made hundreds. You know, people don't get it. It's not about the money. Yeah, I mean, if it's there, fine. We all want money. But it's not the uh, priority, and it, it's not, especially when, like, you know, you losing the grandchildren, me losing the children. We're not out just to make money. You, no. We are bearing our souls for a reason. There's a higher purpose to it. And hopefully, you know, by the this talk show and others and what have you, people are going to start getting it, you know, getting the true picture of what we're really about. I mean, do do they want us to sit in the corner and cry day and night, you know, or some people act like that's what we're supposed to do at times. Did you ever find that, that we're supposed to, like, just sit there and veg? Have well, you found you know, that with I, people? Or? I, I actually felt that way myself for a long time. Mm-hmm. Because, you yeah. know, yeah. I felt so grief-stricken at, at first. And then, uh-huh. um, I felt like that was how it was supposed to be. And, yep. and like during that first year, if I had a moment of happiness, I I immediately felt guilty, like I was being disrespectful to the children. You know, like yes. they were looking yes. at me saying, oh, wow, you're over us being gone already? And, you know, the reality is they, they would be happy if I was happy. Yep. But, they want um, us happy that's what it's about because most people, I, I have a part in my book where I, I, I kind of talk about, um, you know, I sit and I talk about life after death and the signs and then people are saying, oh, you better go back and read your Bible. Well, my dad worked for the church for 50 years. My brother's a minister. Um, I grew up in the, the Episcopal Church and I, I got church jammed down my throat whether I wanted or not as a kid. Okay. And I'm glad now I did. But I'm I'm as spiritual as the next person, if not more. Um, but you sit in the pews of the church believing the same thing, that we're all here for a purpose and going somewhere. And then I come on with a show like this, or write, like I said, write my books, and I talk about, you know, the signs and whatever. It's like, oh, my God, you're crazy. There's something wrong with her. Well, she's really going up the deep end. It's like... Then what the hell are you, you know, well, I shouldn't say it that way. Why are you sitting in the church pews? I put it in my books, and why are you sitting in the church pews? You're believing the same thing? People can be so hypocritical, you know, and uh, it's a shame. It's a shame, I guess. You know, maybe with people like us, Steve, that 
it's more hands-on because we have experience. The worst pain of all, losing children and grandchildren, I have to say, is the worst pain of all. I've lost siblings and parents and a husband. And, and yeah, they all heard. I've said a million times. But children, it's a whole t- different grief. It's a, it's a, there's no describing it. It is the worst thing. And if, if there is a hell, that is hell to me. Do you agree? Mm-hmm. I sure do. Just the closest thing to hell, you know, a living hell. It's a living hell. It's a living hell. Yeah. yeah. So anyhow, Steve, um, can I play one more song and then uh, does Candy still want to come on or and talk yeah, and uh, and or you know you want to add more things or? Yeah. I, I, I hope Candy tell the story because she's very you know she's very in tune with the universe. It's a lot more than than I am, except for we did share one experience that she'll tell you about. But, uh, and that's why you know what. My, my show is Signs Your Loved Ones Send Us, and we don't have to talk about that, but if you want to, that's great. That's even better. That's even um, a little extra, you know, bonus here tonight because that's another thing that it, it comforts us, and it's it's not made up, and it's not our imagination. And, and uh, I've talked to famous people. I've had famous authors on my show that have lost kids. Um, now uh, I've just got bookings coming up with uh, Judy Guggenheim, who wrote, co-authored a book with her husband, Bill, um, uh, called Hello from Heaven. I have some other famous people come on. I had Dave Kane on, 41 Signs of Hope, who lost his only, his youngest son, the youngest uh, in that fire in, what was it, New Hampshire, Rhode Island, back in the early 2000s. You know, these are famous people, and they've been on shows like Bob Olson and ABC, and, you know, people on my show that have come on have also been on the big-time shows, you know what I'm saying, or big-time people, big, you know, not like us, you know, little-time, you know, people or what we consider ourselves with. Yeah. And you're scraping the bottom of the barrel with me. Oh, no, no. Are you, Steve, you got to give no. Believe, believe me. That Melissa's favorite statement, right, Melissa? Believe, believe, believe. Believe, my key statement. Believe, because you know what? You <laughs> I love it. All here. You know what? We all go to the bathroom. Here, I'm going to get hardcore. We all go to the bathroom. Uh-huh. We all have to... We're all the same. We're all the same. I have a friend of mine who's a uh, singer-songwriter, and she's going places too, Michelle, and I. she has a song I have on here called The Same. And that's, we are all the same. We all have a job to do. So, But anyhow, I'm going to play your next song because I love your music, <laughs> okay? And um, then we'll uh, talk some more, and then we'll bring Kenny on. How's that? Great. Okay, Steve, hold on. Uh, this is another song by Steve Gato. I, I can't, what is it? I can't fly, right? Right. Okay, hold on, please. Another cry along, 
You're going places. <laughs> I can see you on what is it? Is this the Grammys or Melissa's? Melissa's tried out for X Factor and um, American Idol. What is it? Gra- the, the, the music Grammys or Grammys? Huh? Yeah, yeah. Yeah. What do you think of the music, Melissa? And she's it's also really into nice. music. I love the words. Like the song itself is beautiful, but when you really take the time to listen to the words, it's like it takes you to a whole other place. You know this peaceful place that you could just stay forever you know it's just i don't know it, it's a very distressing and beautiful song yeah it, it grabs your soul steve steve i'm very proud of you and believe me the, the, these songs are going places i'm I'm going to promote them as much as i can if that's all right with you i'm sure it will be and yeah 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 these um you got to start giving yourself credit for this this is like this is big time <laughs> this is big time and I really feel that your angels are around you, helping you do this to, to heal others. So, and I, I want to thank you for that, Steve. You know, uh, for for all other grieving people, parents, and and myself, because you really you've touched my soul. You know, you you've been a good guy since I've known you on Facebook and our grieving groups. But 
I, I appreciate you even more now. You know, you are you're amazing. So, so amen to that. You know, and you you had mentioned Facebook before, and uh, I found it to to be a, a really good thing too. I I used to never uh, bother to go on Facebook before this happened, mm-hmm. but uh, once once I got the song done, I you know I started trying to promote it through Facebook, and you know I talked to so many people um, right. on Facebook, and uh, I've discovered that um, you know. So many people give offer me their condolences, and you think that's just a polite thing that people say. But but for me, I I really take it to heart, and I I feel like it, it's really helpful because I've always been one of those people that um, is not very much of a people person. I never really had a very high opinion of people, but uh, mm-hmm. I've met so many nice people through through this experience that's like the only really good thing that's that's happened out of this that it's really restored mm-hmm. my my faith in in people I, i've met so many really? people that are are so nice you know like you and uh and so many Get others Steve. and i just want to thank them i've reconnected with my um, cousins on long island and through facebook so it's it's been a really good thing yeah i've just uh, gotten contact with family that um one was a cousin that I didn't even know. I kind of knew about her, but my she was born out of wedlock, my father's uh, brother's daughter. We met because of this a couple of years ago, and we've become best friends. And we're, we're, I, I kind of joke about it on the show. We're the Patty Duke and Kathy Lane of, uh, of our family because we walk alike, we talk alike, and sometimes we even look alike. You know, <laughs> It's amazing what Facebook can be You know, also um, – a pain in the ass at times too, because you're gonna, you know, you're gonna get jerks on there and 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 oh. critics and whatever. But it's also it can it can do wonderful things. I I get to see graduations that I can't attend that are too far away and pictures of family. And I just recently got pictures from my grandfather back in 1899 when he was in school and and a contact you know with my mother's. It's just great. I love it. I love I it. It's, I was just looking at that. I love old pictures. Isn't that awesome? Yeah. It, it's like That's wow, and digging deeper into our roots, and and it's like so. There, there's a lot of positive things about Facebook. I mean, there's negative things too. But, you know, you're always going to get your jerks anywhere, you know. But um, yeah, there's a lot of drama. But um, yeah, yeah, yeah. I but I found it's been a powerful tool to us. It was at least, you know, for me when I vented and, you know, like I said, and everybody thought I was really ready for the nut house, you know. I mean, I was really, I just was venting. I had to get it out. And then, I, I, you know, through this all, I've not taken a pill. I've, I've not uh, had a total breakdown. I've had, I've had a mini, I would say, breakdown at times, you know. But I just, it, it, it really did. It saved my life. So, but anyhow, um, when Candy's ready to come on, I'd like to hear some of your stories and, and um, some of the signs, if that's okay. Absolutely. Okay, and Thank Steve, you rock, and you rock. And uh, here's Candy. Hang on. All right, Steve. Thank you again, and God bless, man. You're going. I mean, you can come back on. We we got. Uh, I know you said uh, you didn't think you'd have a lot to talk about, but uh, you've been one of my most ins- inspirational guests so far, and I want to thank you again. Hello. Hi, Candy. How are you? I'm Peg, and this is Melissa. Hi. Hi. How are you, Candy? I want to tell you, uh, express my condolences for what you've been through. Um, 
I know how tough. Yeah, I've lost two children of my own to yeah. uh, cystic fibrosis Sorry. in their 20s. Uh, and like I said to Steve, uh, two was bad enough. Four, you know, I know they're grandchildren, but they're still... <laughs> they're, grandchildren and children are very close, same thing, as far as I'm concerned. And, yeah. and my heart breaks for you. My heart absolutely breaks for you. God bless you. So did you want to yeah. share your, your story? And and, uh, and you can say whatever you want. You know, there's no pressure here or whatever. Whatever you're comfortable with. Uh, we're understanding and, and we care. Okay? That's what my show's about. Mm-hmm. Well, well, for me, the weirdest thing is, well, I mean, I really kind of like lost my mind when it happened because my daughter lived with me, so, and she was a young mother, so I basically was helping her raise the kids, so we like right. all lived together as family, so the kids were like, I consider like my own children, so exactly. I kind of like lost my mind in the beginning, but when I started... Mm-hmm you know, coming to acceptance that this happened and they weren't coming back, Uh I started, like, experiencing, like, things. Like, I used to hear about people experiencing things, and I used to think they were, like, kind of nuts or they wanted that person back so much that they were, like, wanting to see things or hear things, and I never believed them. But Mm -hmm. now I believe them because things happened to me. I was sitting there one day, I was with my husband and I was starting to forget how my um, oldest grandson, his boys, and I was crying really hard and I said, he said, what's the matter? I said, I would give anything to hear his voice because I forget what he sounds like. And again, I was like hysterically crying. And I had mm-hmm. lost my iPod right before he had passed away. And then mm-hmm. I went to the work truck, and I was looking for something for my husband. I had found the iPod, and I was right. going through it. And all of a sudden, it went to video. I didn't push it because I, I don't know how to really work it. Mm-hmm. And on the video, it was a video of my grandson. Not only did I hear his voice, but he had made a small video. So now my tears of grief and pain, I was like just looking at it and I'm smiling and tears mm-hmm. pouring out because I was like, oh, my God. And I ha- yep. now I have that like forever. Yep. Um, just things like that keep happening to me over and over again, like all these little signs that mm-hmm. I, I don't, I can't explain it's just, and it's always at the right, when I need it to happen, it happens. Yep, me too, me too. No one wrote my book. It just, it, like, it, one it, thing after another was happening, and, and, you know, I am intuitive. I've been since I was a kid, but I, I was afraid of it. I thought I was nuts at times when things were happening to me, you know, and and then my niece found out she's intuitive, the one who does a show with me. We've had other members in the family that are intuitive. And we all thought we were crazy at one point, and still, until it was a, you know a few years ago, actually, Melissa and I were starting to have things happen to us. She was in Binghamton going to college, and I was here in Westchester, New York. You know, I, I don't live that far from you. I'm about 45 minutes from you, and uh, right out of Peekskill. And um, uh, things were happening here that were happening to her up in Binghamton. And I'm like, what the hell is going on? And this is while she was editing my book. 
And because of my book was about our life and what we've been through and, and then goes into the signs. And then the more contact when my book came out that I got with other grieving parents and grandparents, and I would say 98% of us all have this, these things happening to us. You sign, so all of us can't be crazy. You know what I'm saying? Why? We all can't be crazy. My mother-in-law. It's, it's amazing. Re- it, it is amazing. My mother-in-law recently passed, and oh, I'm sorry. In April, right? I, I read that. Yeah. Yeah, I'm so. And she, she wasn't like my father-in-law is very Catholic, and she's not. And mm-hmm. I'm one with like the earth and stuff. So she was asking me. Like, what do I believe? And I was telling her, and I was describing, and I was giving her, I called it a rainforest bath in the bath, right, because she was, like, in and out of things. And she says, it sounds right. so beautiful there, Candy. She goes, I think I'll stop there before I go to heaven. And I said, well, if you do, I said, look for my granddaughter, Mom. I said, she knows the way, and she'll take care of you, I promise you. Now, I wow. didn't tell anyone this. Not even my husband, because right. I didn't want him to think I was encouraging her to hurry up and die. Now, right. after she no, passed, right, the day after she passed, my daughter called to tell my husband she had a dream about his mother, and she said she's fine. She's with my granddaughter, Candy. And I, I almost fell on the floor because I'm like, how would she know that? I never told nobody. All I exactly. said was my mother-in-law. Nobody knew. Just me and her, and she's dead. I said, well, oh, Candy, I'm telling you, they hear us. You speak out, speak out loud to them. Uh, you know, I'll send you, I don't know if you've seen any of my poems. My poems talk about a lot of this. You know, I've got a poetry book coming out, but I, I have hundreds of free poems on a poem site, okay? But it talks okay. about some of this stuff, you know? You just speak out loud to them. I don't give a damn who thinks I'm nuts anymore. I don't sit there and talk to myself. But I, no, I uh, there's do, times I do I'm down and I'll, uh, uh-huh. I do that all the time, what you said. I mean, I know people driving by me think I am insane because I will have full-blown conversations with Mm -hmm. my grandkids or my mother-in-law. And I know people are looking at me, but I don't care because I sometimes I feel their spirit next to me so strong. It's like they're right there. Hold on a second, Melissa. Melissa's, you know, even more intuitive than me. Melissa, are are you picking up anything for Candy? Maybe to give her a little reading. Are you feeling anything? Or um, no, not yet. Not yet. Okay. No. They come through when they want to come through. You know, sometimes we 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 got. I mean, we started the show to help like other grieving parents. Okay, mostly, mm-hmm. and not to give readings or whatever. And then all of a sudden, we were reading people from all over the United States and whatever. So when they come through, I mean, I'll I'll start getting messages sometimes, like before I start the show, and right. then I get on the show and I'll pop a name and it's like, whoa, this 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 name has been coming to me all day or whatever, whatever. So if something, if Melissa gets a feeling or I get a feeling, maybe we can bring something to you, okay? But yeah. I totally know what you're talking. About. I sit on my deck and I have three chairs on my deck, 
and uh, I'm going to share. <laughs> I sit there sometimes, and I feel like the two of them are sitting with me, and I know they are. You know, they're they're all around us all the time. You know, people think, um, uh, you know, they go through this this thing where, oh, I don't think they crossed over. Yeah, they they all cross over. They come to visit. Right. Okay, they can be here they can be there and i want people comforted knowing that they all cross over this is a lot of malarkey that this one doesn't cross people may choose not to that's the only time they really don't okay right. but they, they they have choice that they have that choice and, and and even once they do they can visit us anytime they want i i have tvs going on and off i have lights going on for no reason i've had cologne filling in my house i've had um crazy stuff i i've seen my son neighbors have seen my son he's appeared to them we're not all crazy you know what i'm saying it's just it's amazing the little grandson he was three at the time so he Mm -hmm. really doesn't know his sister and he came in my room and he's seen her picture and he said hey that girl was playing blocks with me and i said who what girl and he's pointing at her picture and i said I said, when was she playing blocks with you? He said, at JJ's house. I said, how did she get there? He said, she flies in the window. And I said, how does she get out of your house? Who lets her out of your house? He goes, she flies out the window. I said, what's mm-hmm. her name? He goes, I don't know. I said, well, when does she come? He goes, she comes when she wants. She's nice, though. And I said, oh, mm-hmm. is she? And he never asked me her name or nothing. He just always said, calls her the girl that plays blocks with her. And it's his sister, and he doesn't even know it's his sister. Well, that's happened a couple times in my situation. Um, Right after my son died, two of his friends had children, and one of them um, named the middle name after my son. And my son was a big car. Uh, you live in Poughkeepsie. If you see stickers on back of cars that say um, L&R Mark, that's for my son. They're all over the place. Everybody sees them. Poughkeepsie, Wappingers, because he used to hang. I have a lot of family up in Pleasant Valley, Wappingers, Beacon. You know, a lot of my family, most of my family's up in Dutchess County, okay? And um, to make a long story short, this one little boy that was his namesake, He's only still about a couple years old now, and, and he was his dad's not wasn't as much into cars as my son, and he was doing things like vroom 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 vroom, and then his mother said to me, "Mark is coming and playing." My son's name was Mark. Mark is coming and playing with him. And then another story, my son's ex-girlfriend had had a child, and he'd never met Mark. He was born, you know, a few months old when Mark died, and she saw the picture of my son. They were still very close. And she heard him on the baby monitor one night, and she's like, who are you talking to? And this kid was like 18 months old, and he hardly talked. Well, he turned, and he wouldn't answer it for us, and he turned to her, and he was doing the same thing, the vroom, 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 because my son was about cars and Hot Wheels when he was little, too. He pointed mm-hmm. to my son's, and my son's name was Marcus, M-A-R-C-U-S. He pointed to my son's picture, not never knowing him. He goes, Marcus. She goes, who are you playing with? He goes, Marcus. She mm-hmm. called me hysterical. So, you know what, the kids, the little, especially the little guys, they're still closer to the side where they came in from, which is heaven. We all come from there, you know, yeah. to learn a lesson, whatever. So they do see things. Um, I've got another grieving mother who lost her son this past year. Her, she has an autistic, uh, is it autistic, I'm trying to think. No, she has a Down syndrome grandchild. And she comes out with things that no way that she would know from her uncle that had passed, you know? So don't, don't uh, you're not crazy. 
Andy, you're not crazy. It's, this really is happening. And that's what I'm trying to tell people, you know. It's just, it and really is happening. That's why I told Stephen, I said, I don't, like, obviously I go to therapy because of what had happened, you know, and mm-hmm. I'm on antidepressants, but I don't tell tell him because I don't want them to think I'm crazy because it doesn't happen every day. But when it's mm-hmm. happening, I know, I mean, I feel, he was with me one time when, we're driving, and it's quiet as can be. We're just looking at the mountains, and all of a sudden behind us we hear Nanny. And we both didn't look at each other. We looked behind us, and there's no, obviously mm-hmm. there's nobody behind us. It's me and him. And then we looked at each other. I said, did you hear that? And he goes, yeah, I heard it. And I was like, oh, my God, yeah. thank God. Because I was like getting you can hear, you can hear them too always- because I... Remember that I was just telling you about the my son. Um, I have two other children that are that are healthy. I, my daughter, my oldest was my only daughter, and my youngest son are the ones that died, and they were 16 years apart. And I still have one son living home, and I was my boyfriend and I were living together at the time. This is a couple years ago, and my son's been gone three years. My daughter 12, and I was sitting here thinking about both of them one day, and my other bo- my son that lives home and my boyfriend didn't work alone. And nothing had been touched in my son's room since he died. I just left it like it was. And he was the cologne whore. I was like, oh, no, you know, $120 cologne. Well, I was sitting there thinking about my kids at my kitchen table about 7 o'clock at night, just starting to get dark. And my boyfriend comes out of the bathroom, and all of a sudden the house filled with cologne. And I looked at him. I said, where are you going, old Dalda? He said, what are you talking about? I ain't going nowhere. I said, why'd you put cologne on? He goes, I didn't put cologne on, but I smell it. So I went back and talked to my other son. I said, "You got cologne?" I said, "Why are you wearing?" He goes, "I'm not wearing the cologne, but I smell it too." Then all of a sudden, my horn started blowing in my car for no reason. My boyfriend went outside. His name was Tom at the time, and all of a sudden, he goes out and he's yelling into me. And I was, I've shared this on the show before, and, and he hears someone going Tom like that. So he's yelling back in what? And I'm like, I didn't say nothing to him. I'm like, what? What? He goes, Oh my God! He goes, I just heard Mark's voice. So he filled the house with cologne, he made the horn blow, and then he called out his name, you know? It's just weird. I mean, they come through, you know, uh, you can hear their voices at times, they they make appearances. I had two neighbors in the same week that were seeing my son disappear and disappear. Uh, my other older son down in Carolina when I started the show, they're kind of quiet, they don't say a lot. His girlfriend called into the show and says to me, i got to share something with you. And I had been talking to them a lot that week. And she ended up seeing my son appear to her when she was going to get takeout food in the midst of a bar that was next door uh, to the restaurant where she was going to get the takeout. Uh, it was a transvestite bar. And that my, I could see my son doing something like that, appearing in the middle of the crowd of these transvestites. And I said, well, how do you know it was him? She goes, because he looked at me, he smiled, and he disappeared. So uh, people have seen my son, you know. It's been amazing. It's just, you know. um, I love it. When it happens, I'm never a scare. I'm just like so No, no, I'm not either. In the beginning, I'll be honest, the, the, the creepiest feeling I ever got was right after my son died. Every time I walked by his room, I felt like, because he was a jokester, I felt like he was going to grab me. I don't know why. It was like, I said, oh, man, I'm losing it, you know? And I happened uh-huh. to, I don't read myself, so I see Deborah Hamlin, which is up near you. She's up in Newburgh. And uh-huh. um, 
and I told Deborah about it, and, I, and she matter of fact, she's going to be on my show one night, do readings and what have you. But I said, Deborah, I, why am I feeling this? She goes, because he's there. You're feeling him. You're feeling him because you're, 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 you know, we start as spirits when we just, our bodies are our instrument, our tool, you know. She goes, but yeah. your spiritual spirit feels them. So we're, we're still, we're always connected to them, you know. And I'm, thank God she described it to me, even though I'm intuitive. I still get, I, I got scared at times, but now I'm comforted by it because I, I'm starting to understand it more. And it's like, I'm more afraid of living, the living people. You know? <laughs> I'm not afraid of she, I read the book um, Secret. My counselor gave me that book because I'm, like, I struggle every day with living because I just want to be with them so bad. I know. I know. I, well, remember I love their you. visits, but mm-hmm. I want to be with them. So she gives me this book to read, and I'm reading, right. and I'm trying to, like, learn to live here because eventually I will be with them. I, I mean, right. it's you inevitable. Have, but you have to go when, when it's right. You know, if you want to, my book's a bestseller on Amazon, and it's like, um, I don't know, do you have uh, Kindle? Uh, no, I got uh, you have, a, uh, you, have a, you have a computer, right? Yes, I do. If you give me the name of the okay, book. Okay, you, you, get the, you can download the, uh, sound, what is it, the um, Cloud Reader or Kindle. My book my book uh, is like $3.03, the Kindle version. My book tells my story, and 50% of the book is about the signs. And I have three other books coming out now. But for three dollars okay. and three cents, you might. And I'm not trying to make a sale, but you might find it interesting. And my, and my okay. book is about heal. So it's called Rainbows, Butterflies, and One Last Hug. And I actually got a hug right after my daughter died through another kid. It, it, you got to read the story; it's amazing. <laughs> if I wasn't there, I wouldn't have believed it, you know. <laughs> and this kid didn't even know me in the middle of Wendy's. Threw her arms around me and started crying, and like she was in a trance. And that morning, I had asked a friend. I. You know, she had said to me, what, you know, what's going to snap you out of this when I lost my first kid? I said, I just want one last hug. A few hours later, yeah. I got my one last hug. That's why the book is called Rainbows, Butterflies, and One Last Hug. It's about the signs. So that, that may comfort that. you. You know, but like see, I said, it was, it's rainbows. It, 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 was on my like side. Yeah. it was the worst thing in the world because it wasn't just like their like funeral. It was my granddaughter's birthday. I mean... I was on the phone with her the day before, you know, we're planning a birthday, and, mm-hmm. you know what I mean? And then it's like a funeral, and it's like, oh, my God, and it's like, it's Yeah, that's what happened to my, on my, day, on birthdays, and my, my daughter, my first child, actually died on Mother's Day the year she died. Oh God! My uh, my son died on Groundhog's Day. My dad died on my sister, my late sister's birthday. Three days after that, a few years later, my brother died the day before his own birthday. Then my husband ended up dying nine months before my son on my late brother's birthday. So they, it's it's weird. So when everybody's celebrating these holidays, I'm like every month, especially April and May, is the worst. May of every week. I lost my sister-in-law, my daughter, my mother, and my sister all within May. I lost my brother, father and husband all within three days of the dates in April. Different years, but it was so crazy. Thing, you know, like, it's like, Stephen finds healing through his writing, but one thing I did find healing through, it's a little bit of, a little bit of relief, is I'm in this uh, um, grieving loss group. And yeah, I'm in them too. That's 
Why met Steve? And a lot of people don't know how to say, like, on birthdays and stuff, they just sit home and they cry. Now, yep. I'm kind of crafty in that area. So those mm-hmm. days, on, on their birthdays and stuff, I look forward to them because I know how to do, like, crafty things. Like, I'll buy, like, masonry mm-hmm. jars. Like, I know my grandson loves fishing. So I'll go, mm-hmm. go to the store and I'll buy his favorite lures. I write him a note. I put, like things that he loves in the jar, and I'll send it off down the river. So I help everybody yep. in the group, like, do things like We do the like same that. thing I do. Yeah, a lot of people, yeah. you know, I, I notice, and I belong to a lot of the grieving groups too, which has helped me. But a lot of, um, I've seen a lot of the, 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 the parents get, like, kind of stuck, and they just don't get past it. It's like, well, how come I don't see a sign? And the, the signs come all the time. you got to be open to it, you know what I mean? You really have to be open to it. Like uh, to talk like doing with the crafts. I the first year my daughter died. She got a Mother's Day. Her birthday was September first. Uh, she would have been twenty nine. Uh, she died when she was twenty eight. So her children were only four and seven when she died. So we went and we bought thirty balloons, one for good luck, and we we wrote cards and letters and we attached them to it yep. and we were, we did a balloon release. And now on my son's birthday every year, because I do a lot of fundraising for cystic fibrosis. Um, we have a birthday party for my son every year at a, my friend's restaurant. Um, that one just closed, but she just opened another one. And we raise toys for kids with the illness and bring them to the hospital. So yeah. we, we celebrate my birthdays, you know. Yeah. And we celebrate in, in different ways. And so I think you're doing, you know, Candy, I think you're doing a very positive thing. I'm very proud of you. I think more parents, grandparents should be doing, you know, I can't tell them what to do, but I think it's very healing for them and to get more involved, maybe, you know, like we're doing, helping others with it, you know, like Steve yes. with the music now you and and me with my writing and the show. I never thought I was going to do a radio show. It just like, it just happened, you know, and, right. um, and I, but it's it's a place, it's, it's a venue to come and where other people don't want to hear. I tell you, come, if you want to call my show and you're having a bad night, screw the therapist, come on my show and just cry, talk to, to me. I know what you're feeling. I, you know, so many people as well, I understand. No, you don't. If you haven't lost kids or grandkids, you have no idea what the hell I'm feeling. I do. I do. My therapist, that's exactly what I tell him when I'm like a, a raving wreck. And he's like, breathe. I, I know. And I say, no, you don't. No, they you don't. Right. Only your family. My family's gone. You don't yeah. know. I said, in a blink of an eye, it can happen. You don't know. Candy, you, you know, know what I'm going to do? I'm going to send you. I was my third show. I'm going to send, well, all my shows are archived. And you can listen to any of them anytime. Okay, even this one you mm-hmm. can listen to. I will send you, I think it's my third show called What Not to Say to Grieving Parents or mm-hmm. Grandparents. I'm going to send you that show and listen to it. You'll probably get a kick out of it because we all hear the same crap from people. It's like, I understand. No, you don't. Your kids are all alive. <laughs> or like, exactly. like I said before, what the heck was it? Um, um, it's like, well, you have other children. Well, which ones of yours would you trade in, you know? So I come it's back with a comment. Oh, I just come back because they piss me off at times, you know. They really <laughs> pee me off. Yeah. You know, and like I said, my, my show is uncensored. We say whatever we want. Just get your feelings out, you know. It, it, yeah. It's kind of a form of therapy. It's it, it's a, it's a uh, an awareness show of the signs. It's not just about the signs of a loved one. It's it's about venting and, 
and, and a place to just come to, uh, you know, to, to vent. You know, so that, and, and just because you did the show tonight, if you're feeling down one time, honey, just call in. Just call and tell us your feelings, you know. Tell us what I you're will. feeling that day. You just need a place to go. You got it here, you know. I so will. You're always Thank well. you so much. You know, and like I said, you want to get the book. And, um, I'm, de- uh, I'm definitely uh, going to get the book. It's like three bucks, you know. And like I said, I ain't making no money on these things. I don't really care about the money. I just <laughs> want to get the word out. Well, that's that's fine. Candy, I thank you, and and you know I feel so so very bad for you. I I really, and like I said to Steve, and I've said it before, I've lost two, losing four. I I who have lost two can't even imagine four in one night, forever. So when people look at me and say I can't imagine losing one, let alone two, I can't imagine four. I, I just can't. I just can't fathom it. You know, and and God bless you, and and I, and and support Steve with that that music. I'm telling you, I picture you guys, and whether it's just my intuitive side, I think it's a combination of both. After hearing that music, and I think Melissa will agree with me, those songs are going, they're they're going to be known. Yeah, this is not like Penny Annie stuff. They're they're big time. Those songs, I, I I was amazed. I I was shocked. I was shocked. And I'm going to be on um, uh, Healing Light Radio, a Hay House uh, sponsored show. I was asked to be a guest on their show in Texas on July 10th. She heard the song the other day, and she was like, uh, actually, I think she's listening to our show tonight. Uh, her name is Terry Van Horn from, from Texas. She was amazed by the music. And she's got like almost 500,000 followers on her page, half a million people. So she likes it. <laughs> I like it. Everybody I, I like played it for likes it. I will continue playing it on my show to promote the music and 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 giving him credit and and what have you, if that's okay. And uh, you know what? Just remember me when when you're big time, okay? <laughs> well, I'm back. Hi, <laughs> Steve. Hi. You know, I enjoyed it. I'm telling you, you know, you you were you were you're a little bit nervous coming on tonight and whatever, but you, you guys were very professional, and and uh, I, I loved it. I loved it. I, I I didn't even really know about the signs, and I was glad to hear that you guys do receive the signs. You know, because a lot of people, most of us do. I think all of us do. But, uh, you know, you belong to pretty much the same groups I do, and you'll see a lot of them go, why can't I get a sign? Well, you are. You just don't want to see them. You know what I mean? And I find that very healing for us. Uh, What's your feel on that? I I definitely feel it's a a major comfort. Um, But, you know, I have to hear about them secondhand because the only one that that I experienced was the one where we were driving and we heard Nanny in the back seat, which, I mean, that was... right. That freaked me out, because especially since yep. we heard it at the same time. We both whipped our heads around. I mean, I'm lucky I didn't get whiplash. And... Yeah, I know what you mean. I know what you mean. <laughs> like, wow. That's what I was just telling uh, Candy about my uh, son's girlfriend. They've been together like, well, 13 years, and they're in Carolina, uh, North, Carol- North Carolina. And she she was kind of like, she'd laugh at me. She's a jokester, a Virgo like me, you know, well, you know, just a jokester. And everything is poo, 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 you know. And then she called into the, I, I did a few shows, and she called in one night and shared a story where she saw my my late son standing in the midst of 
transvestites at a transvestite bar back, uh, next door to a, a place where she was going to get takeout food. She almost crashed her car because <laughs> <laughs> And I was glad, like, yay, good, you know. You got, not about crashing the car, but she didn't crash it. Just the fact that, you know, you're, you're a non-believer now. Now do you believe me? You know, so they're, they're funny. I mean, they're... they're you know, over there, it's complete joy. There's no pain. There's no sorrow. There's no hatred. There's no, none of the, the garbage that we have to deal with, Steve, you know? And, and, and you know the garbage we have to deal with in every form. You know, it's just, it's hard here. It's hard. If anything, they probably feel sorry for us because we, we're still suffering, you know? We still got to take an aspirin or a Tylenol when we get a headache or whatever. They don't have to do any of this anymore. They're happy and they're peaceful and there's complete love and, and, and comfort and they get to see us. We don't always get to see them, so they got it going on. So I, I hope I, I brought you some peace with that too and um you know and you know, and, and, and tell you I, I just I, I think you're a great guy, Steve. You know, I I've never met you face to face but I've seen things that you've written and, and, and now with the music you're 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 right up there. You're at the top of the charts. You know, you really are. And I, I see big things happening for you with this music. And I, I see you as a healer, you know, um, healing so many other people. And, and keep it up. Don't give up on this, you know. Because you, you, yeah, this is phenomenal. I was 30 years younger, you know. <laughs> uh, Steve, I'm going to be 61 this year. Hello. You know. <laughs> I never saw it at, what was I? My book's been out a year and a half. So I was almost six, well, 59 when my book came out. I, I started writing a book about 30-some years ago, and I'm like, then my wow. son, my other son from Carolina screwed up my computer, and I said, so whatever. And here it was all these years later. It wasn't meant to be. It wasn't meant to be. Everything is about the timing and, and everything for a reason. And I, I know people get sick of me saying I take lemons and turn to lemonade, and there ain't no coincidence, but there ain't. <laughs> there is none. There is none. It's it's all supposed to happen. It's all part of the plan, and I don't know the reason for it. You know, you don't know it. None of us do. Only God knows, you know. But it's, mm -hmm. the timing is meant to happen when it's meant to happen. So, But I, I just, I, I'm, I'm, I feel very blessed that I've met you. I feel blessed that I've met Candy now through, you know, the show and, and the groups and, and your music. And I, I don't know how to thank you. I don't know how to thank you, but from my heart, I thank you. Oh. I thank, thank you. you. And it was really nice having the opportunity, you know, to share the story with the kids because, you know, I, that's one of my main goals w with my music is that, you know, I feel like they didn't, they weren't here long enough to really make a, a mark on the world. I mean, obviously they made a mark on on our family's hearts, but mm -hmm. as far as the world goes, you know, they were just just kids like yeah, they have. Kids. They have and, made uh, a mark. Made a mark no. because they've made it through you. Because we're all connected. You know what I'm saying? I mean, they may have not lived uh, beyond what was it? What were the ages again, Steve? I, I forgot. Four, uh, fourteen, uh, fifteen, 14, nine, and uh, fourteen, thirteen, eleven uh, was Candy, and uh, little KK was six years old. My gosh. Well, they're not going to be forgotten um, through your music. So they have. I mean, um, there's no time over on the other side. We we do we judge everything here by time for whatever reason. From what I've been told and what by other mediums, by my own thing. I, it's not like I sit here and have a conversation with God in the way I do, but I don't. It's not like, okay, Peg, let's sit down and talk today. It doesn't work that way. <laughs> okay, I wish. 
I, because I got a lot of questions to ask. He probably right. said, oh, not her. Please don't bring her here. <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> I'll avoid, you know. But um, but anyhow, there's no concept of time over there, you know. Here, you can live like your grandkids, you know, the ages they've lived up to, to, to 14, and uh, leave a memory and a legacy, and um, more than someone that that could live to a hundred years old, okay? And through yeah. this music, this is how they're going to live, and they're going to be remembered. And they came for their short time, but like I said, there's no concept of time over there. They they were here for that time, and working through you and Candy now, okay? And you know, I hope you don't mind me saying that. This is what I do believe, and uh, you know, mine lived at 22 and 28, and I feel the same way. It's like. The hell, you know, my daughter will never get to see grandkids. My son was never, never had a child. I think of all the things too, Steve. I, you know, like I said, we're human. You know, stuff like that bothers me. You know, there's no gonna, not going to be a wedding. There's not going to be a birth. There's not going to be this. You know, you know, and uh, so many other people get to experience all that. But you know, the us that have handed this, we we experience things differently. You know, and I think we get to see what life's really about. You know, that we're the chosen ones. You know. You know, and like I said, it's not about ego. We're we're chosen for a reason to to teach others the ones that go through the day to day human routine and think they got it going on, because you know I tell people, you know, none of us are immortal. You know, what's the old saying? There's two guarantees in life: death and taxes. You know, and I hate that cliche, but it's true. We're all going there. You know, and 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 it's what we do here that counts while we're here. It doesn't matter if it's a year, two, five, ten, twenty. And these kids through you live, okay? And and live through your music. And, and I'm sure they are the ones that are inspiring you to do this, obviously. You would have never written these songs if this didn't happen. Yeah. And it brings people closer, you know? And that's what it's all about, you know, to be united together, you know? And uh, that's what we're all working for. I'm glad that people have been able to take the songs and, you know, make them their own. and. Um, because I, I wasn't counting on that part of it, but now that it's happening. None of us plan on it. Like yeah, my book, really too. I started writing an event. It's like, get my feelings out. And then, like, all of a sudden, people are like, you have a book. I'm like, I do. You know? <laughs> I didn't have any confidence about it. And I kept telling people I'm writing around, yeah, yeah, sure, sure. You know, you know the deal you get. Yeah, sure. You know, you're a BS artist, you're this and that. And when it came out, it's like, oh, my God, you really did it. Like, yeah, what do you think I've been telling you? It took me seven years to write, to write a book that takes two hours to read, you know? And it was a lifetime of my story, of an outline of our lives, but they don't realize the time and, 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 and the heart and the soul that went into it, you know? I right. just get, like I told you, I got upset for the fact that someone says the thing about editorial rights, and it was a friend of mine, and I just looked at the person, I'm like, if you haven't read it, you know? You have no idea. What the hell are you talking about? Editorial rights. I'm not Stephen King. This is not a Stephen King novel. This is my life. I was highly insulted. I was highly insulted. And I had somebody else one time, and you being an artist now with music, someone took part of my poem one time, and she goes, I hope you don't mind. I gave you credit. And she she put, like, just a piece of my poem on her page. You don't do that to me. <laughs> you put, you it's just like don't do that. Your heart tag. What are they doing? Right, yeah, my little Janice Jones, taking those little, you know, yeah, it's, it's 
being an artist, you know the deal with that. I mean, can you imagine if somebody took like a sentence of your song and just said, oh, I love your song, but I'm going to give you credit for it? It's not about the ego thing either. It, it, I felt it very insulting, you know, because <laughs> you know, the whole from the from the start to the finish, like with your music, all has purpose, all has meaning, you know, just like our lives. So, yeah, yeah. Steve, I wish you lots of luck with everything. Uh, thank you. Uh, you almost did the whole show, <laughs> which is yeah. great. I loved it. I know. Right? I thought I'd make a half an hour and that would be it. Well, everybody tells me that. <laughs> but we, like I told you, we always find things that you know. You got motor mouth peg here, so you know we always find something to talk about. And um, actually, I don't have people wanting to talk tonight. Everybody's listening. This is this is a first, you know. Yeah. I, I am going. If it's okay, Steve, I'll I'll, I'll either private message you the um, the show. I, w- I want Candy to hear the show that I did on, on what not to say to grieving parents, and hopefully that will help her some of the things so so she knows she's not alone. Okay, I did a whole show on that. You know what not to say to us, and uh, yeah, I read some articles from other parents and uh, authors and what have you. And uh, if it's okay, you know I'll send that to you. Oh, we would love it. Okay, and of course, this after the show ends, uh, all my shows are archived, so I will send you this show so you can go back and listen to it and uh, share it amongst your friends who didn't get to hear it or what have you. And um, and Steve, you're welcome on the show anytime, and the more, bring on more music, you know, and if it's okay, I'll play and promote and, and give you the credits for your music. And uh, is, is anything for sale right now? Have you, have you gotten to that point? I haven't, actually, uh what these are, even though they they sound pretty good, they're they're technically just demos. So um, mm-hmm. I'm shopping around to to different publishers. I actually I had a publishing deal with uh, a publisher in Wisconsin, and uh, mm-hmm. for for the first one, I can't fly. You know, it's just right. very enthusiastic. Had all these plans, and uh, but I kind of got disillusioned with her because every time I I I tried not to bug her, but, you know, every once mm-hmm. in a while I would send her an email and she would never mm-hmm. respond, you know, until I sent her right. like, yeah. well, well, email. I know that feeling. You know, <laughs> right. I, I'm, if I'm having to push just to get a response on an email, I, I don't want to deal with you. So I asked for a, a reversion, which meant I got mm-hmm. my rights back. And uh, now, uh, knock on wood, I actually have a uh, meeting in the city um, Probably on the 16th. It's not exactly set up yet with someone from Nashville. On June 16th? Yeah. Yeah. Oh, cool. Cool. Yeah. Yeah, so wish me luck. I have to... I am definitely in prayers. And, 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 you know, Steve, come on anytime. You can just call in anytime and talk to us. I told Candy, if she's ever just feeling down and... The therapist ain't understanding. Call into the show and talk to some other grieving parents or talk to us and just vent, you know? If you're having a bad day... That's what my show's about, okay? It was like an hour of therapy without having to pay for it, so that was a good thing. <laughs> it's all good. It's all good. You know what? And the, the funny part is it's therapy for me, too, you know? Um, since I've been doing this and writing and, and talking to other people, I don't feel so alone. You know, I'm I'm, I'm amongst friends. I'm amongst people that um, understand what I'm really feeling and not just saying, like, I understand when they don't, because they don't. There's people, they just don't understand what we're feeling. But my show, you are among people that that have gone through it, you know, in different ways, yeah. you know, and 
And um, um, but the bottom line is the same. You know, we've we've lost children. And so that's what my my goal is with the shows and my books and everything I do. So to help others and um, and you're doing the same with this music. I I please please I I I know we talk on here, but you know come back on the show anytime and keep us up to date on where things are going with the music. And um, I'm also going to send you a name of my friend who is she just played at the Cutting Room recently, Michelle DeAngelis, and. Um, Maybe she can give you some pointers with producers and what have you. Okay, so maybe she can help you out if that's okay. Yeah, absolutely. I need all okay, the Okay, I can tell you, you know, what, what avenues to take, and maybe you can cut some corners here and what have you. Because you know what? Like I said, even with my, my books and things I do, you're going to have critics. And you, you know how many famous authors have gotten books and stuff turned down and music turned down, and, and they become the biggest stars of all, you know? So it's going to happen, Steve. We all go through it in this, in this, in our arts, you know. So it's just, the, and, and my my hypothesis of it is because they're not meant to be the one to produce our stuff, okay? So look at it that way. You know, you're going to hit on the right one, and it's all going to work out, okay? I know. I mean, like speaking of producers, I've even heard of uh, of uh, I mean of um, publishers. I, I've heard of of famous authors that have submitted works under a fake name just to see what would happen, and they've got rejected, you know, just because. Oh, yeah. You know, yep. because they, they always say no first. It's just no, no, mm-hmm. no, no, and yes. And uh, exactly. this is really the first time that I've ever really tried to to get my music out there because, you know, I've never been uh, this passionate about it before. You know, now I'm really trying and uh we're mm-hmm. yeah, so good i've you know I've, I've gotten so much good feedback that i'm yep. cautiously optim- optimistic that uh that I might get somewhere with it so well, you know what it took me seven years to get my book out there, so it does a lot of things don't happen, but it, it happened at the right time, like I said, everything's about the timing and uh and I'm telling you, like I said, Steve, it's not just me, I played it for other people. And they are in awe of you. They are like, wow, wow. That I get the same comment, wow. You know, it, it's it's good stuff, Steve. And I'm not just saying it because I'm your friend, but it's good. It's real good. It's real good. You have a way of touching people's souls like uh, very few. So be proud of that and 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 believe in yourself. And uh, again, Melissa's favorite word, believe. You know, believe. Yep. It sounds like Boris Karloff over there, <laughs> Albert Scott. Believe? No, I'm kidding, Melissa. We joke Ew. around the radio. <laughs> I know. You'll probably Don't come over and my words, my favorite. She'll, she'll, she'll come over and smack me now. <laughs> I will. Watch out. I'm, I'm in the car right now. That's it. <laughs> oh boy, Steve, protect me. <laughs> but anyhow, Steve, thank you again, and thank you to Candy, and God bless you, and you're welcome on the show anytime. And please keep me up to date on what's going on and any new music. Yeah, I well, you heard my my uh, mom just just died, so I actually, of course, wrote a song about that, and uh, that's going to mm-hmm. be. Produced I'm sorry about a couple weeks actually. Seems yeah. like it's the only way I can process grief anymore is is through writing songs. So I'm well, that's kind of going that's the soul. That's how we do it. That's how we do it. Yeah. I feel really I pity people that can't do it. You know, I, I you know not everybody's going to be a songwriter or an author or a radio show host or TV personality or whatever. But you know we all have to kind of 
Uh, we have to find that that thing that's gonna that way of venting, not just sitting in the therapist chair and whatever. Like Candy said, you know, I sit there and the, the and your wife is saying, and the therapist, I know. Well, no, you don't. <laughs> and that's my biggest thing. That's why I want to send her my grieving parent, um, my grieving show. Uh, you know, because I get so pissed. People when they come out with the stupid thing, I get more pissed at them than I'm feeling about my grief at the time because of the stupidity of you know. And you know what? But then I I say, Peg, come on, you know you're not you shouldn't be like this because they really don't get it, you know. And thank God they don't. They they didn't have to go through this. I wouldn't wish this on my worst enemy, you know. But we have to try to understand that people just unless you're there, like anything else, you gotta you you, you gotta walk the walk to talk the talk, you know. And uh, and that's what it's all about. And hopefully, by what we're doing, we're gonna we're gonna help other people understand this to be more sensitive to that we're human. That I feel a lot of times too that I died when my kids died. I can't even tell you the people that have walked away from me, and I'm including family too. They act like I don't even exist anymore because when they see me, it's a reminder, you know. Or I've had people say, well. You know, they look like you, so I can't look at you. Uh, what a stupid thing to say. Well, they were my kids. Of course they look like me. You know what I'm saying? Or they act like you. And I have other friends of my son that come here because I, my son did resemble me, you know, and acted like mm-hmm. me. And it's like, well, when I'm around you, I feel like I'm around him. And that's cool. That's cool. I can deal with that, you know. But then you yeah, got to be a good you know, like thing because you remind them of him. Yeah. How's that what, honey? I said that's actually a good thing because you personally remind them of him so it's like he's still here you know yeah yep 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 definitely definitely so but like i said you got the other extreme where because i do remind other people they 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 want to pretend like it didn't happen well you know what steve just like you and me we want to pretend it didn't happen either but we got to live it 24 7 the rest of our lives until we go there you know so hope we can maybe make a difference in the world and that's why we're doing what we're doing so well honey steve thank you so much god bless you both again and and your other you know grandkids and family and i wish you all the best okay and um please like i said let us know where you're at okay i will and i can't wait to read your book i'm looking forward to that thank uh, you steve if anything i hope feels especially the signs we're both big readers, so that's one of the few joys I have left in life. And like uh, I said, it's, you can download the Kindle on your computer. It's like three dollars and three cents. You know, it's it's not a big deal. Just get the Kindle. I, I don't make any more on the books than I do on the Kindle. They're all about a buck, <laughs> and it's not about the money, but it, it'll get the point across. You know, and it, and hopefully, my thing is is to heal others. You know, so. But uh, like I said, and if someone, you know, I've got a, a couple of people that I know of, something big happens and somebody wants to talk to you, it's okay to, I'll, I'll notify you and put you in contact with them? Oh, sure. Absolutely. Okay. Okay. Well, you got you got your number one biggest fan over here now. Okay. So <laughs> thank you again, Steve, and, and have a good night. Okay. Well, thank you so much. It was nice meeting you. It was Melissa. nice meeting you. I loved your you story. Too. Thank you so much. Okay, Steve. Have a great night now. Okay. Bye-bye. Take care. Bye. Bye. Hello, Melissa. Hello. What do you want to talk about? Oh, we have about 15 minutes left. Tell me a little bit about the movie that I missed because of my my lobster uh, Sunday. <laughs> I was a mess. I got home and I tried. I was like, no, it's I, you okay. know, I 
didn't move for a day. I didn't move for a day. I, I, actually, I had to have Danny come bring me nice tea. And I said, Danny, I can't move. I said, don't look at me. I'm not cooking mm-hmm. nothing. I, I really was going to be the Red Lobster poster girl. You know? Well, I would definitely <laughs> go see it with you again because it was that great of a movie. And I highly okay. recommend it to everyone. No, our viewers, um, viewers are listening to the name of the movie. So the name of the movie is called The Fault in Our Stars. It's based off of a book mm-hmm. by John Green that I read. The book is phenomenal. I read it within two hours. I could not put it down. And Mm -hmm. the movie was almost an exact replica of the book. The characters were believable. Um, It's, you know, the one person had cancer, and they met Mm -hmm. other people through a cancer support group. And that was was really, you know, the strength was meeting other people with the same conditions and Mm -hmm. bonding together with them. And... It wasn't sugar-coated. It wasn't fake. It was real. People said how they felt. Nobody yep. held back their feelings. And it mm-hmm. was also, you know, ultimately a love story as well. And right. it is based off of a character that had cancer. They had thyroid cancer. And mm-hmm. the rest of the story is, you know, it is fictionalized parts of it for the love story, but the main character right. was a true person. I mean, editorial yeah. rights? No, I'm getting I'm joking. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> No, but the movie, while it's sad, it's so realistic mm-hmm. to people who have lost loved ones or who have people who are living with cancer that have survived, you know, all the treatments right. and all the all the people that turn their back on you when you're sick. It's so believable yep. and so real. It's like watching a story of somebody that you know. But it's, yep. it leaves you with a feeling of appreciation for what you have in your life and the people that you meet and the people who inspire mm-hmm. you throughout your life. So what I yeah, loved about the movie was that Steve, not only like, was with his music, I mean, right? His music. I'm telling you, when I I really did, I, I I'm not sugarcoating it. That music is a bomb. I yeah. love it. I mean, he's got the perfect singer. He's got the perfect words, and I really felt when I heard that first one about Mama, uh, don't cry. Um, that are the words I would want my kids to say to me. Exactly. You know, I felt like my kids were talking to me through that, and I was hysterical. I, I just, I mean, I couldn't catch my breath, you know? I yeah. was like, oh, my God. And I'm thinking, and I was so proud to know, because Steve is a wonderful guy. I, I, I've never met him in person. You know, mm-hmm. they, want, they don't live that far away, which I didn't even know at that point until the show and whatever, and I asked him to be on. But, and when I heard, I said, I can't, he, he like responds to a lot of my stuff on here. He's a, he's a very sensitive man. He's, he's, a, he's a nice man. And and um, I was so amazed that he wrote this music, and and it's like, and I I will do anything to help him, you know, because yeah. I believe he's heal so many people. I mean, it was just so heartfelt. Well, and he's so talented. And, and just, it was, I mean, he's he's so likable. He's so talented in yes. writing, and he's humble about it. Like, I mean, he's just a great mm-hmm. guy. He's talking to him, it's been you know, we just talked to him, we just met, and I'm a huge fan. Yep. I think he's a great guy. So. I think so too. I mean, you know, yeah. Kenny, Kenny, you're a lucky woman. He's a he's a great guy, you know, yeah, and and, so and, nice. and really <laughs> them both, and you know, and I'm so glad Candy came on and shared her stories of the signs, and you know, like I said before, a lot of people think we're kooky. So what? You know, let them think. You know, nobody's perfect. You know, we all get them. Now. You know, and it doesn't even just have to be children. People get signs other than their children and what have you. Just be open to it. You know. You know, so none of us understand it, that see it the most. Exactly, exactly. You know? And the more you believe, the more signs you get, you know. Exactly. 
And and it's absolutely amazing, absolutely amazing. Well, you know what I'm saying? I'm going to pause for break. Uh, Michelle's got a new song out, so I thought I'd play it. Yeah. And uh, Michelle, I'm going to I'm going to contact Michelle uh, about Steve because she she was just playing this weekend. Michelle Dion just at the cutting room with oh gosh, I forgot the guy's name, but he was uh, Carly Simon's director. Mm-hmm. Or composed some something. You know me, I'm bad. That's why you're the editor. So I'm going to play <laughs> one of her songs and pause for a break, and then we'll talk a little bit more. And thanks, Stephen Candy, again. I don't know how. I really, I'm so excited for them. I really yeah. am, and I, I really believe that it is their grandchildren. Um, you know, um, supporting them from the from the other side. So yeah, anyhow, they're this very is strong Michelle. people. Yes, they are. Well, this is Michelle's new report. It's called Handle. So I'm going to play this now to five minutes, and then we'll come back on for a little bit and say goodnight to people. Okay? That sounds great. And I can't wait to see that movie with you. (laughs) So thank you for sharing. Let's do it. Let's watch it. Okay, promise. And we're going to go for our frogo or what do you call (laughs) Frogo. 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 Yeah, we'll go for our frogo. Frozen yogurt. Froyo. Okay, I got it now. Okay, okay. got to do things. You got to break it down for me. Okay, okay. so hold on. I'm going to play it. It's called <laughs> Michelle DeAngelis, and the song is called A Handle. And uh, if you Google Michelle's name, some of her songs are available for purchase now on iTunes. Okay, hold on.
That was a beautiful song, huh? I really love it. Oh, I love her music. That was, again, that's Handel, um, one of uh, Michelle's hits that is available for purchase. You can Google her name at Michelle, D-E-A-N-G-E-L-I-S. I think she has that for sale now, and the same if you Google her name, and you'll find her music, and you can purchase uh, these tunes. Thank you, Michelle, for letting me use your music. And again, Steve Gato. G-A-T-T-O was our guest tonight with his wife, Candy. And you can Google his name and hear He's got some other t- uh, songs that he's written. And, uh, you know, let's give him um, let's give him support. And because uh, I think they're both, these two people are definitely going places. So They are it's very amazing. talented. Oh, my gosh. I, I'm, I'm very blessed for them letting me play their music and for coming on the show and sharing their stories, and I'm just loving it and loving life, you know? Mm-hmm. So, anyhow. So, what else we, we got to talk about? Not many callers tonight. Uh, hopefully, everybody's just listening. I'll know tomorrow because I always get the stats on my show the next day, and, um, you know, I think it was a very inspirational show today. What do you think? I do, too. It was very inspiring. I feel like it changes people's mm-hmm. lives to see you know, the important people that, you know, change their life. So Exactly. They're you know, they're great yeah, the entire our... world to them. So Oh yeah, yeah. I mean, you know, it's a, you know, hopefully the shows will will heal others that are going through grief and like I said before, not feeling so alone with it because we're not mm-hmm. alone with it and one of the points that Steve did bring up is that, you know, when it happens, we are alone with our own stories. I mean, you know, even when we talk to other people, because we have our, we're entitled to those feelings, you know, they're separate. Mm-hmm. But knowing that you're not so alone, and there's so many that have gone through this, and, 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 and of course, we all question why, you know. I guess we know, we'll know that, even as intuitives, we'll know that when we get there, you know, why, yeah. the why is the how you know, why did this all happen, you know? But um, my message to everybody is just try to make the best of everything. Who the hell cares if they think you're crazy, you know? I mean, we, mm-hmm. we've we had enough that's crazy, and uh, we're not. We're not, you know? Take pity upon those, you know? Yeah. Oh, another thing I want to bring up tonight. I, I went to um, the Croton site today, and there was a lot of people talking about all these crazy rainbows that we've been seeing. Oh, yeah, people... I saw that on your Facebook page. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, it's 
lot of weird things happening. And I kind of Googled the rainbow thing today. You know me, I get very analytical at times. It's actually and, um, derived from the Bible, too. Yeah, well, that's what I was. That's sign. what I, I posted. That, that oh, okay. they started in the in in Genesis in the beginning and Revelation. Actually, one thing that that I was kind of intrigued from about the rainbows, they said that uh, in the signs, you know, how everybody says it's the end between the blood moons and this and that, that there will be no rainbows for a year when Jesus returns. That really? is something I go. Yeah, that's what it said. So, but I also, when I was looking through, and I'm not, I'm not here to preach to people, but you know, we all have the Bible. Um, if you look in Revelations of the seven, the seven signs, the sixth sign is the rainbows. Mm-hmm. And so I found that kind of interesting. You know, you can Google it yourself. Just Google rainbows in the Bible and read it. It was kind of cool. It's kind of cool because, like I said, not everybody that's, you know, with losses like us and whatever are noticing it. Everybody's noticing it. Right. I, I've it's had not people just from the rain. It's not just from the storm. It's it's more of a meaning. It's more symbolic than what people uh, yeah, think. Yeah, it's not like a heck of a lot of rain that's doing. I mean, we we have rain that's all the time. It, it's crazy. I, like I mean, I've I've been sign. out there and there was like really no rain all the time. Yeah. So anyhow, but uh, I found that amazing. So I do anyhow, too. I, I love rainbows. Oh, I know that. What's the name of my book? <laughs> Another sign, rainbows, butterflies, one less hug. But anyhow, we got about a minute left to the show, Melissa. Thank you again. Thanks for uh, our weekend of, of sunburn. Of <laughs> but we enjoyed it. We had I feel tan. It was great. Thank you. <laughs> yeah, me too. It's turning the tan. It's looking good. Looking good. Yeah, we got to go back to the pool soon. Yeah, and I just want to mention, um, Melissa and I are also going to be guests on Terry Van Horn's show, Hey House Radio. Uh, July 10th, um, I think it's 9 Eastern time, I forget, because she's on, on on Central time or whatever, because Texas or whatever, whatever the time is there, but I'll post the times, but we're going to be guests on her show, and uh, talking to other people, and uh, Carrie, like I said, also has a page, Healing Light, she's a healing uh, Reiki therapist, uh, Shama, she does all kinds of things, intuitive, and you can, she's on Thursday night, so if you want to check Healing Light show out, and her page, Healing Light, is on Facebook with almost a half a million followers, and uh, it's very interesting, some of her posts. So. so we're down to a few seconds, Melissa. So I guess we'll sum the show up, and, uh, you know, we'll talk. And um, God bless friends that are healing. And um, I just want to say good night to all, and thanks for tuning in. So good night. Thank you. Thanks, Melissa. God bless. I'll talk to you God later. Bless. Okay. Bye-bye. Bye.